Welcome to the Playing the Game podcast with your hosts, Brock White and Cody Ransom. This podcast is the place for all things baseball, hunting, and entrepreneurship. These two guys have put in the work and have the stories and advice to back it up. Brock is a longtime business owner, and Cody played pro ball for over 18 years. Driven deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. A long home run for Cody Ransom. The one thing that brings these two guys together is hunting. Babe Ruth said it best. Never allow the fear of striking out to keep you from playing the game. This is the Playing the Game podcast. Presented by Rolly White RV. Yo! What's up? Standing applause. Standing ovation. Ovation. Live audience, studio. Here we are. We're back. Playing the game. What's happening? We are... We've got a special guest today. Returner. Yeah. Sequel. Yeah. It took a while to get back here. It did. Well, yeah. Schedules didn't align. It happens when you're in a different state. And also, he's working like three jobs, I think. He cut his he cut his employment in half. I got three now. I was six. <laughs> you were six, now you're three? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, four. Four jobs. <laughs> Ish. So, he cut a couple jobs off. Now he has time for us. That's it. <laughs> Welcome back, Mike Schneider. Yes, stoked to be here. We, get, we got lucky because his son and daughters are both playing in town this weekend. So. Oh. Can divide and conquer with with Mama. I should have just stayed here last weekend. True. Yeah, you know, if you would have stayed here last weekend, you might have a car to drive right now. Yeah. Goodness sakes. I mean, so backstory. um, We don't need to get into this backstory. Backstory. (laughs) Cody's there. There was a vehicle left here for Mr. Mikey to drive around. It's been here. What's it been? Six months? Yeah. Everything going or eight. It's going smoothly. I'm. I'm. There's rumors that you may have gotten a really good deal. Yeah. Because of maybe the title isn't like. It's not like a one owner. Yeah. It's kind of like a couple owner, maybe a couple different doors. Yeah. Salvage title. I'm telling you, it's been a. I think it's been a great situation. Like. He flies into town, there's oh. a car, he picks it up, and he goes. It's awesome. And, uh, it just, it's really good until it's not good, right? So here's, uh, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll spill the beans. Like, so the car was parked on the side, and uh, my daughter had a friend coming over uh, and parked near it. And it was early in the morning, and I didn't want her to hit Mike's car as it was moving, or as she was leaving later in the day. Um, so I moved it um, just to a different part of the of the driveway and moved it over and uh, we were headed to my daughter's volleyball game. So I moved it, went to the game, week goes by, I go in to move it because um, he's coming into town. I was going to go wash it and uh, there's no key. Oh, man. So I don't. The uh, dreaded key. I really don't know where it went. <laughs> I have looked everywhere. I replayed the day, saw pictures. Oh. Went through the outfit I had on and the uh, bag I had with me and the car we drove in. You rolled tape back. I mean, that's how serious I got. Oh, yeah. yeah. We rolled we tape. At, we looked yeah. at video. It's, yeah. I, but um, I think. It's got to be in my house. You know, I, w- I would like to make fun of you, but um, 
anyone listening to this that knows me is laughing because I've done this probably a hundred times. So. Oh, man. I it's, wish I could say, like, I don't know how you feel, but um, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, lost many of keys. I've done, a, I've done things like this a lot, so I can't say much. Well. And Cody actually. That's the first time I've done it. It surprises me from Cody because he's pretty. It's the first time I've done it. I know. Cody's like, this is the first key I've really lost. Like, yeah. Like wow, I do it weekly. I'm a little uh, upset by I, the whole I, situation. I got, I have like a tracker on my keys, like, and I put a little Apple tracker on his stuff. Yeah, That's like it's cool. a tracker on my wallet, my keys. So what he thinks it's his keys in his wallet, but his wife's actually tracking him. Exactly, and how much Taren, you're spending on what? Taren, we figured jokes out, on Taren. me. Yeah, figured you out, Taryn. Yep. Taryn, yeah, she. Well, after I went kind of crazy on the shoes, she like, let's really find out what's going on. <laughs> Hang out with Cody. That's gonna happen. Sorry. Yeah. So, anyways, blame we, everything on me. No, we we're we're getting through the car scenario. You're supposed it, to be back this it's morning. It's difficult when the front door and the ignition don't have the same key. Yeah, it, it makes it difficult yeah. for things. You know, I, I think so. I, in their defense, I mean, they've came out three, twice. Yeah, twice now. So mm-hmm. maybe third time's a charm. I don't know. You know? I, I'll be shocked if they get it. I'll be surprised. So I won't. But it is weird because that's their job. They should be able to get it. Well, yeah, that I think so too. I mean, but I, I, you know, it's a we bought a little Subaru back home in Utah, a little salvage title. But I have the pictures of the car when it was hit. It was hitting the back. It wasn't even hitting the door. So I'm sitting here like, why? Why, why, the why is there a new door? Why'd you put a new door on it? Because I have the pictures. It was hitting the back. They put a new back piece on it. Da da da, whatever. And so now they're trying. You know, I'm. If they put a new door on there, which is weird, they might not have put a new door. They might just put like so. Maybe what had happened, they had lost keys altogether with it, right? Yeah. And so maybe what they did was they just changed the ignition key because I think like to make it right on that vehicle, you actually have to have the key and the computer come together. Yeah. And um, if I've done this in the past where you replace the whole computer because you lost your key and so you go to the salvage yard you buy a computer comes with a key and then it just starts right up you just plug it in it starts right up and that could have happened because if it's a salvage title where someone could have lost the key and then somewhere along the way the easiest fix cheapest way was to do that instead of cutting a key and getting it it programmed i bet that's the case because it's a 2014 with thirty thousand miles yeah so I bet it sat there for a long time. Yeah. Someone lost the key, and then instead of the door's probably original, and it's yeah. probably just the ignition they changed yeah, it out. I bet, I bet you're right. So they should be able to – I still think they should be able to figure it out somehow. You'd think so. You'd think, but – I mean, that is the their career path. I don't know what next steps are. I probably have to put a whole new ignition in it, I guess, but – Well, no. I told Cody, like, if this doesn't work, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step in. <laughs> I'm going to step in here. I'm going to try to help out. Whatever I can do to help, I will. Oh, I do know some salvage yards that, you know, we can take a peek at and Say, hey. dabble in. Hey, we need to. Let me look uh, in there. Yes. So. Oh, man. Well, so, we'll see. It's, so it's, it's, it's whatever. It last time we had Mike on, he told us about his um, ski manufacturing career. Oh, yeah. That was, that was pretty unique. That was fun. That was. Um, it would have been. We talked about you, you were selling, you were a rep for wa- uh, a cool watch. That me and Cody wear a lot. Yeah, it's a good product. 
and you no longer with them. You moved on. Yep. You you did a really good job for them and said, you know what, I did good enough. I'm time to move on. Yeah. I have a kind of a two year. I a good friend of mine years ago said, you give yourself two years, <laughs> and I kind of took that to heart. And two years is a pretty good. For the type of work I do, contract, freelance work, it's kind of two years is a kind of a good window to to move on. Mm-hmm. Keeps you fresh. Yeah. Keeps you fresh, and they start to, you know, a lot of times brands will treat freelance and contract guys like, you know, they'll try to, they'll try to, you know, what's the right word? Take advantage, almost. Yeah, take but advantage of you a little bit, and well, start to, you know, they wanted me to mo- actually live in Cal, or first they wanted me to move live to. Uh, moved to Irvine, California, and then that was a, a big no. And then it went from, hey, what about, you know, 10 days to two weeks a month? And that was a big no for me. My, you know, like we, we kind of talked about this last time I was on the show, but um, my kids are just not in that position. I can't be gone for 10, 14 days a month. Yeah. Just can't do it. So, you know, so. let's talk about like freelancing. Like your your job is to build a brand. Yeah. Right? yeah. Was that what you say? Like yeah. someone brings you on, they want you to help them. Build the brand, brand recognition. Yeah. What are some things you it, like to do with the brand? It can be, so, you know, that's a lot of times people will say, well, what do people like you do? And, and honestly, you know, I'm kind of a, I always joke around, I'm kind of a Swiss army knife type of guy for, for brands. Yeah. So I would say I'm a brand builder. That can be anything from, you know, for, you know, identity to what your identity, your logos look like, your look and feel, your stories, your messaging, all the way up from content creation, product launches, I mean, all, all that stuff. Um, yeah. Putting together um, what, you know, how your rollout looks like as a company, no matter what you're selling. I've done a lot of different things, and um, yeah, just kind of a, a brand builder is what, I've, what I am. And, so, uh, yeah. what, what are some projects that you really, like, man, I did a good job with that? Um, you know, I actually did, a, you know, I, we had a lot of fun. I'm still a Black Diamond, actually. Yeah. Um, doing some work for Black Diamond still. We've done a, we've made, you know, made some really good progress there. Um, there it, but it's tough at BD. It's a public company. So it's, you know, there's that red tape of, a of that type of business. And, yeah. um, but it's been, it's been great. We've accomplished a lot there. And, you know, Coros, that watch company that we were talking about, they've actually, um, you know, the last, uh, you know, 15 or 16 months of building that brand up, we absolutely crushed that brand. I mean, we've got, so we're going up against Garmin and Sunto yeah. and, yeah. you know, honestly, you know, we, we worked tirelessly on that brand and that was one of the reasons why it was kind of time for me to move on because it wasn't just the moving to California thing, but it was definitely a seven day a week and Cody can attest to this. He saw me on weekends. I mean, I didn't, it, it was all day. And he, he was working all weekend, all, all day. Yeah, every when, day. When you say you're working all day, what do you do? Like making phone calls? Are you posting yeah, social build, media? Building out, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, for the most part, just content, 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 content. Um, getting blown up from athletes all around the world in every country and having to deal with different time zones and event, like uh, monitoring, you know, not necessarily attending events in person, but overseas races and marathons and trail races in Europe. And, you know, we have an athlete in Africa that – um, was our big guy. It was like Michael Jordan of running. His yeah. name's Elliot Kipchoge, and um, he's a big Kipchoge. Nike guy, and you know, I'm the world's best marathon runner. So yeah. you know, following him and making sure that everything, every move he makes is documented, and we have the content and the copy and the real, you know, publishing it at a certain time, and it's just it never sleeps. And um, 
and I, I knew that that was nothing new, but it was definitely at the, at the pace that business was growing. It was, um, it was pretty much me doing everything and it got to be a lot, it got to yeah. be a lot. And the CEO of that company is, um, it, you know, he was definitely, he lived and breathed that, which is normal and good. And, you know, yeah, you got but, passionate about yeah, it. And he was, you know, he's a great guy or whatever. And it was nothing like that. It was just to the point where, um, it was just a lot to be dealing with. And, and, um, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not afraid of hard work. That's for sure. But it was a lot, a lot. So you said he's from overseas. Somewhere, yeah. Right? Yeah. He's from China. Asia, yeah. Yep. So the mentality over there, Brock, I don't, I mean, it's, um, like that's your job. That's kind of like all that matters, right? Yeah. Like I was in Japan and like the, the businessmen there were like, that was what they were there for. Like they, you, they got up, they went to work and, they worked all day and the kids and mom took care of the rest and the guy came home yeah. on the train late at night exhausted and that's just what you did, did it again the next that's day it. yeah like there's, it. it's just kind of like your life doesn't exist it's like this is your job yeah Do very it. like yeah. they're very uh and i don't want to stereotype but from what i saw from the outside like this is your your path right and that's like kind of like that's your role. You don't ask questions. You don't do anything. You just, there There was no, like, why. It was yeah. just, like, this there's, is what I do and go do it. So There's like, no, like, um, I'm thinking I don't like this. Yeah. It's right. Like, nope, you're going to do not it. Not in that, like, the certain world, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the business side of it from what I asked about and saw over there was kind of really, I couldn't do it. Like, I, I did it for a while, but, like, you, you know, we get used to a certain thing. Yeah. Here well, and, and freedom. freedom and yeah, yeah, the freedom's a big deal, man. It is times. I mean, especially as you get a little bit older. I mean, right now it's just time. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I, time is the is the most valuable commodity for us right now. I think you know. Yeah, totally. got to make money and pay the bills and provide for your family. But man, oh man, time flies with the kids, as we all know. Yeah, you don't get it back. You don't get it back. <laughs> so you spending it every day. Yeah, and it flies. It you know. My kids are 13, 14, 15 right now, and as you guys know yourselves, it's, man, I, it's crazy. So you got to just, and work never goes away. You know what I mean? It's work's work. always going to be Work's always going to be there. Oh, work's so. always there. Like, there's always more work. There's always more work. To and that's why it's like, I try to tell the guys that work for with me, it's like, hey, man, I want you to work as hard as you can. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But at the end of the day, like, I don't want you to stress out mm-hmm. if everything's not done, because Everything is not going to be done. Yeah. There's going to be, you're going to have to leave it. Yeah. You're going to have to go home and be with your family. And if you can sharpen those tools at home with your family yeah. and refresh, then you'll get more done the next day. Like, I need that. I need that. Absolutely, man. I, yeah, that's the best advice. Because you run on burnout. Not only is it, it's it's not healthy, but it's, all, I mean, the quality of work that you put in goes down and everything you're, goes down. You're going to have so. turnover. Yeah. And that's what. Yeah, you want guys that, like, run, will run through a wall. Yep. But you don't want them to run through a wall every day. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Because they're just going to leave. Yeah. They're going to sure. hate their lives. and like. Yeah, I agree. I, I, we ran through that, which is, like, I realize, like, everyone's commitment's not necessarily at the same level as mine because, like, it's not their business, yeah. right? Like, yeah. So. Absolutely, they don't. It's yeah, they don't. They don't have to lose sleep over it at night. And some people don't. The, there's a reason why 
There's different pay grades. There's like, you know, you have to have a, a $15 an hour guy. You have to. Yeah. There's a role for him. Absolutely. And there's a $20 and 30 and there's a $100,000 a year guy. And mm-hmm. everyone, a lot of times those guys that are making 60, 80 grand, they actually probably could do that role, but they prefer the less stress. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. as, as much as they say like more money, but it's like, it's not everything. Yeah. It's not everything. Yeah. That's a good, you know, that's a, that's a good place to be. Yeah. If you can find that space. It's tough because I feel like probably all of us in this room right here, we're probably satisfied. We're probably happy with our lives, but we're not satisfied, right? Like yeah. we want more. We feel like we can do more. We can build more. And I I have a hard time personally with like saying, Okay, when when is when is good? Yeah. Mm. Yep. I don't know what that is. Yes. I, don't, I don't either. Especially when you're an idea factory. Yes. Too, right? You know. I talk to Cody a lot and it's always like we you know, there's a lot of ideas and with oh. with this yeah, that totally. type of mindset. You, it's an I kind of you're an idea factory, and it's like, yeah, this it could be good. That idea could be good, and it could work, and it would work if you know. But it just depends how far do we feel like putting that is, much is time, it, yeah. effort, energy. Is it, yeah, is it really the right call to make at the time? You know, it usually is. Tired of going different places to get all you want? Looking for a program that offers everything? Are you interested in training, nutrition, baseball, softball? after-school youth programs, hunting, or charity work? One Performance is an all-inclusive program that offers training, advising, instruction, and opportunity for everyone, from the beginner to the professional. With a staff compiled of some of the best in their fields, impressive backgrounds, and an unmatched passion for teaching and giving back, One Performance is the first of its kind in Arizona. With the connections and background we have in the baseball community on a local and national level, from T-ball to the major leagues, One Performance offers teams known as Arizona National BPA, opportunity for instruction, gameplay, and development in every aspect of the game, both physically and mentally. The staff at One Performance Training are some of the finest in their respective fields. They strive to educate, motivate, and assist every athlete in maximizing their abilities. Whether you're looking for an opportunity for a young athlete or a seasoned professional to surround themselves with like-minded coaches, mentors, and athletes, One Performance is the family you're looking for. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Ready for an escape? Ready for an adventure? Do you want to camp, hunt, hit the dunes, or just relax on the beach? Ruly White RV is the number one toy hauler dealer in Arizona for the past five years running. With a no-pressure culture and no dealer fees, they guarantee you a great price and a great experience as you purchase your very own toy hauler or travel trailer. Ruly White is family-owned and operated and has now expanded to five locations, including Mesa, West Phoenix, North Phoenix, Flagstaff, and Idaho Falls, Idaho. Whether you're looking for a toy hauler or travel trailer, fifth wheel or bumper pole, Rolly White can get you what you're looking for. They carry all the big names, including Genesis Supreme, Vortex, Attitude, Wolfpack, Raptor, Forest River, and the newly released Wanderer by Genesis. We all want to beat the heat or just escape the craziness and get outdoors. 
Let Rolly White help you get there by visiting any of our locations or checking us out on Facebook, Instagram, and online at rollywhite.com. You know, it's like, <laughs> how many, like, how many people do you think have gone down that road where, how many ideas have failed before they hit a success, do you think? Oh, I think most. I would, I would, I would you know, I think most. I think it's a lot of them. Yeah. 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 Even yeah. if it's, uh, you end up doing a similar idea just in a different way. Yeah. I think that, you know, you try it and you fail and. You just keep doing you it. You know, if it's a. Yeah. Yeah, you just find a different way or a, a little different twist on it, or especially if you're pursuing like a passion, right? Like if it's something that like you're really interested in and passionate about, like you'll find a way to make it work. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if it's good, you know. But I feel like there's this uh, characteristic among entrepreneurs. When I say entrepreneurs, I think of people that are like get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Because that, to me, is like, there's there's not a roadblock. Yeah. There's just, we just work around stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like with entrepreneurs that are like that, like, they all have that same thing in common. There's no, there's no, like, nothing they can't do. It's just, mm-hmm. how do we figure this out? It's just a detour. Yeah. We yeah. detour around it and keep moving. But there's also a mindset, it's like, it's the roadblock mindset. Like, and it, I do. I don't know if with you guys, it drives me so crazy. Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, I, I can't do that. That's, yes. that's uh, the corporate space. And that's what's a little bit frustrating, too, as companies get bigger as, you know, for example, if you see a business that posts, like, <clears throat> you know, new job opportunities. They're hiring for this or that. And I love to read in the job description looking for self-starter entrepreneurial yes. mind and it's not and then you you know and then two three four months into the project or the relationship with said business or whatever pro, whatever it is it's not the case like it's you know they want to have parameters and they want to have protocol and they want to have everything in place right like well you went and created a solution for this and it actually worked really well and it was highly successful whether whether it's from a marketing or a sales standpoint or whatever it worked but you forgot to put a description into our you yeah. know, asana page or our you know you you didn't you didn't check off the task on asana or you didn't you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and you're like man you know hey we just could you generated just- a quarter million dollars of new business because we had the guts to go out and try this but you were upset because we didn't check the task off in Asana. Yeah. Or, or, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's oh. the kind of stuff. That, and, I, and I'm all about using new platforms for staying organized. I love, like, Monday.com, and I love I love all that stuff. And it works. It's nice to have everything in place. But th- that's kind of a, an it, example of where things can't, go. can't, like, replace, yeah. like, the, the creativity. And yeah. And it goes down that path a lot. You know, that was... And that's some of the things that I don't do very well. I'm not, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm like kind of what Brock just said. I'm like, hey, look, we're going to get things done today. Yeah. You know, these 47 things are getting done today. Like we're going to find you know a way I mean? to do it. Yeah, we're going to find a way to do it. And it doesn't, doesn't always require a million dollar spend on marketing or whatever. We're going to get things done. And, yeah. You know, and, and for better or for worse, that's, that's, that's kind of how, how I've been over the years, you know. 
And I, I know I cause a lot of people heartburn that I work with because of that too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, you know. I think we all do, like, because we all want to do it a certain way. Yeah. And our way is, like, it's different. Yeah. Because original people that do things originally, like, it's not going to be the same as others. And yeah. it's just going to feel different. So, yeah, people are going to be, like, they're going to question you and be, like, what are you doing? And you're, like, just wait. Yeah. We'll just get wait. it. Wait, wait a second. Yeah. We'll, yeah, I'll show you, but yeah. um, yeah, you know. So right now, it's kind of a weird market. Would you agree? Yeah, it is. We're going into weird times. I f- I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty with because of what we've gone through in the past in 2008 with the the recession. I think there's uncertainty with people. Like, are we going back to that? There's fears of that. Um, I don't feel like it's the same. Because, you know, like me and Cody were just talking earlier about how hard it is to just get a house loan. Like, yeah. Good luck getting a house loan if you're self-employed. Like, yeah. Like, good luck. You have to be really good, mm-hmm. which means you're not defaulting. Right. So, um, I feel like we're in different territory, but I also think this could be an opportunity for people, like, out there looking for change, looking for. Like, hey, is this the time for me to, like, go do it? Yeah. Like, I know when things like this happen, it's, like, not, our instinct isn't to, like, hey, let's double down. (laughs) But, like, I think it's time to, like, like, if this is, if you've been waiting for a moment, I don't know, this is a moment of change that could boost you to yeah, I agree with you you know I agree with you it is wild times but it's also it's good times for this yeah it's a good time to go out and and everything's readily available too I mean sky's the limit for what you can and can't do if you have the vision and have and execute right yes if you can execute on it then you can you can do a lot you know um, and going back to the passion project like Cody was talking about going back to passion projects I mean People tend to pe- people tend to persevere a heck of a lot longer on a passion project than, you know, something else that it's like oh I'm gonna try to start a new business of, you know, selling toilet paper because it's highly lucrative. Yeah. Or I'm gonna, you know, create a baseball program that helps develop kids into not only good athletes but also good young men on and off the field and you know like. Look at what Cody's doing with one. It's like uh, clearly loves that, right? Mm. Otherwise, it would you know, <laughs> there's easier things to do. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, dealing with human beings is not fun. It's not fun, and you know, day in day out, it's the texts and the calls and the BS that you get when you have athletic. Depends on teams the humans you're dealing with. <laughs> Some, it can be the greatest and the worst, right? Like yeah. it both ends. But there's so many, um, you know, there's so many uh, moments where. You look and, you know, you might even miss him, but you look and like, man, I, I'm glad I stuck by that kid. I'm glad his parents stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm glad his parents, you know, kind of bought into this or, I think the know. reward factor on that, not, and not compensation-wise, but, like, the reward of, like, changing somebody's life mm-hmm. could That's be, huge. like, you know. Yeah. And you get to affect so many different kids, like. Oh, yeah. It's like, so cool. 
hundreds of kids. That's so cool. Even more so than I feel like a high school coach because the high school coach, you get like two teams, right? You got JV, varsity, and then you just coach the kids through it. He's got like, what, how many, 20, 30 teams? I don't know, a lot of teams. Between here and Texas, we're at almost 60, I think. 60 teams. Yeah. So you get to interact with. A lot. I mean, there's a lot of kids between of between the training, the training side and the team side, and um, I mean, you know, I've had some of the guys since like our 15 year olds since they were nine, and uh, to watch kind of some of the things that a couple of those guys did this year in high school on varsity was like, you know, as freshmen. That's cool. It's pretty yeah. cool to see, and you know, you, you know, early on with some of them that they're going to be real special and. Then some come up and surprise you, and uh, their work ethic changes, and their uh, belief in themselves changes, and yeah. you know. But you have to have like the other night, at, but Wednesday night at practice, I had a talk with a kid that was just—it wasn't a fun discussion yeah. for me. It wasn't a fun conversation for him. Like, I definitely didn't want to have it, and I'm a hundred percent sure he didn't want to hear it. Yeah, but at some point. Somebody's got to have it. Right? The kid's getting ready to go into high school in August. You know, reality check. I, I, I literally told them, go home and look in the mirror and decide what you want to do. Because you if you continue on the path you're on, you won't play anymore. That's and I don't mean that to be a jerk or an ass or whatever, but, like, it's going to go far beyond baseball. Oh, yeah. Like, right? Like, later in life, you're going to have a job, and you're going to have to do the same thing. You're going to have a family and kids. You're going to have to do the same thing. And it, it was, uh, yeah, it was it was not an enjoyable conversation for me, and I know for a fact it wasn't for him. But uh, he had to go home and have the conversation with his parents, you know. Yeah. Came to practice yesterday, and I was like, how'd it go? He's like, it's okay. All right. Do I need to talk to him? No, I think we're good. Okay, cool. That's cool. See you this weekend. That's a that's a good uh, – you have that relationship with a kid that, you know, he's got someone to report to. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's hard. Like some of – we got some homeschooled kids that don't ever have, like, the interaction with, you know, groups. And if you get around a couple of our teams that are that age, like, they're not – they're a whole bunch of alphas. Like, yeah. they, they're, yeah. there's a couple of teams that are – I wouldn't say hard to be around, but if you're not, like, thick, thick skin, they're going to get under it. For you sure. know what I mean? Well, like, that's any, like, But I'm okay level. with that. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. It's okay. I think, like, I think, you, like, at my work, like, I get every, if I love you, I give you a nickname, and it's usually me making fun of you, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and so, if you have a lot of nicknames, that means because, it's like. It's a good thing. I haven't found one that. You hate it yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will, though. <laughs> but um, No, like, is it, if, I don't know, as a as a man, but, right, as a male, like, you kind of got to be. You got to check each other, you right? You got to be a little bit of a of a savage, you know what I mean? Like a hard ass. and I, But but still learn how to reel it back in. You know, it's, it's real hard to be kind of soft and then turn it up. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you have to learn how to have that and then dial it down. Yeah. When when you need it, you know what I mean. But yeah. it's it's uh. I was I don't know. I was like it's true worried about my boys like because 
Um, apparently, they're getting fist fights on the bus. And I'm like, Wesley and Bo, like a six year old and 10 year old. Fighting each other, probably. Yeah. And they're like, I'm like, dude, like, Bo, you can't be. It's Bo, the six year old, starting it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you can't punch people, man. He's like, I was just having fun, Dad. I'm like, yeah. no, dude, people don't punch each other for fun <laughs> in normal world. Like, like <laughs> they just don't do this. We do it at home all the time, dude. I'm like, I know, I know, I know, but we don't, like, other people don't. We mm-hmm. gotta stop. And I'm like, I was like, man, what am I raising here? Like, time for jujitsu. <laughs> like, <laughs> or something. Yeah, at least he can swing it, right? You gotta, I mean, you know. He's just beating the trash out of each other. Like, I saw one, one son, he thought it was, like, he goes to the KTR, the the trampoline parks. Uh-huh. And he, he thinks the fun thing to do is go around and, like, nail kids in the face with a ball. Because, like, <laughs> like, on, the, on, like, the dodgeball area? Yeah, like, yeah. he just goes and he's six years old. He's hitting these 12-year-olds in the face with a ball. I'm like, dude... Like, you're picking fights with dudes twice as your size. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, don't do that. We got to stop. We can't do this. Do something different. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to try something else here. But oh, Kids are crazy. They are crazy, man. <laughs> Kids are crazy. No, but I I was thinking about where Cody was going with that conversation with that kid the other day. And those conversations are tough, but I bet you a million bucks that kid, he'll, he'll remember that conversation oh, yeah. forever, you know? And uh, for sure, don't take, know, it'll don't know stay. I <laughs> well, you know, but but he will though in one way or another. Yeah, you know right. I mean, it yeah. will. It, it'll yeah, if, it'll if impact it's not in baseball or like real life. life yeah, he'll yeah. yes. remember that. And tell his kids about for it. For sure, he will. He will. I mean, you know, it, it, these kids, you don't realize how much they, you know, either, you know, a lot of you hear a lot of a lot of athletes out there, you know, around the world that oh, I I actually you know they 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 hate their coach. Yeah. Or, you know, but on the flip side of that, you don't realize there's so many coaches and good people out there that um, kids, you don't realize how much they impact them and how much they, uh, they're a huge part of their lives, even though it might not show. Like, right. my, you know, like Tosh, my, 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 he's just, he's 13 and he's got Cody and Rika saved on his phone as his favorites. Every time he sees something, he's like, oh, I'm going to send that to Cody and Rika. I'm going to send that to Cody and Rika. I'm like, that's his, those are his friends. Yeah. Like, literally, like, my wife and I always joke. She's like, like, you know, he's. Role model. Yeah, like, those are his people. And so I, I you know, I look at his yeah. phone and laugh. I'm like, and he texts Cody and I don't even know about it. I'm like, yeah, I sent that to Cody. And I'm like, oh. Okay. Hopefully Cody's not like, dude. You're annoying me. Leave me alone, kid. Yeah, no. But like, you know, but the, you don't realize, like, it, it always hits me. Kind of, I always kind of look at that. I'm like, he loves the heck out of those guys. Like, those are his people. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and I would wonder, and it has never got to this point, but I, I would bet you that as he gets a little bit older and if, you know, shit hit the fan with something, he would be able to call Cody and Rika for help or for something. And mm-hmm. it's yeah. pretty cool. No, it is cool. It's good to have that. You know? You know, because as a parent, you'd want that, right? You want yeah. your kids to rely on somebody yep. to fall back on if it wasn't for sports. For sure. Well, would have been, you yep. know, like, because yeah. there would have been someone he called. Yeah, right. right. It, good or bad, it mm-hmm. could have been. Exactly. could have been someone not exactly. good. So, like, and I think that's why my wife really pushes the whole sports thing is, like, you know, it's the teammates, camaraderie. Yep. It's like, 
you know, you learn so many good lessons and you learn how to obey, like, you know, structure, everything. Being a good teammate is hard. It is hard. It's it's really easy to be selfish. Right? Like, individual sports are much, much easier than team sports, uh, in my opinion, because you were worried about you. Yeah. Yeah. With that, with with team sports, you have to worry about you and what you're doing. How does it affect everybody else? Yeah, if you don't do yeah. your job, you know. Yep. Yeah. But also, if you that. act like an idiot, it's going to affect the team. If you do yeah. something bad, it's going to affect the team. If let's look at uh, the Queen Creek situation, right? So, uh, state champion or state playoffs baseball. Yeah. Right. Uh, they used it, Queen Creek ended up using a, an eligible pitcher. Because they didn't track things correctly. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't have all the details to everything, so I don't want to speak, like, at who's at fault or anything like that. Um, I know what's been written in the paper, but that's kind of a one-sided deal, right? So, yeah. like, I don't want to judge anything. I want to preface by saying that. But, but like, there's guidelines set in place, right? Um, for tracking pitches and tracking all this other stuff. And, and whether or not they were over the limit or under the limit or whatever it was, they didn't track the correct way, right? So as a technicality or, or a not following of the rules or whatever, the team that won actually is not advancing. So Queen Creek beat Hamilton 2-1. to one. It was Hamilton's second loss. They were knocked out of state playoffs, number seven-ranked team in the country, Yeah. right? Um, Queen Creek beat them. Um, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, calls start rolling in, right? Uh, hey, what happened here? What happened here? I'm like, dude, I know nothing about it. Yeah. Right? Um, all of a sudden, Queen Creek is now disqualified. Hamilton moves on. Right? So, so as a teammate, right, a coach is part of a team that has to report and track all this, you just let your entire team down. Yeah, you just failed. Because you've got all these kids. And, and like I said, I, I don't know what happened with the pitch stuff. Yeah. I don't know how many he had, if he was over or under. I don't know. But at the end of the day, there's certain rules that you have to follow. Got to follow rules. You, you ha- whether or not you want to do it that way or not, they're set in place for that reason. And now the whole team has to suffer because things weren't done the right way. And as a teammate, how do you feel letting down 25, 30 kids, half of maybe are done playing? It was their last game. That was it. Yeah, and they didn't even know it was their last game. So that, like, that's an example of, of that. And it's, the situation you're itself gonna some, is... You're going to have some mad parents. Well, the there. situation itself is really kind of uncomfortable because Hamilton's lost twice. Why do they get to move on, right? Yeah. And it was the kid that came in and closed the game. So it was just... They were already winning, whatever. Like, nobody knows what the outcome would have been had the kid not pitched. You you can't say anything they, like they can't like play we, last we don't inning. know. Can't just play last. No, inning. It's, but the, it's not rules. so my point is like, so why does Hamilton get rewarded for that though? Yeah, right. And that's like seems like neither team. So this whole rule was put into place because of the Hamilton coach in two thousand nine. Because he failed. Uh, no, he threw a kid one hundred and seventy two pitches. Oh, wow. In two games in the same day. Oh, yeah. Corey, yeah, the kid had Tommy John shortly after, but <laughs> it's um. <laughs> but so they put, though. so they put, they did. They got the ring. They did. So they put this rule into place, and, and you know the Hamilton coach has been there forever, and they've seven t- state championships or whatever, uh, a lot. So 
like this rule was put into place because of him, and now they benefit from it. It's kind of yeah. ironic. Like that it's is. it's kind of weird, but but it's just a crappy situation. As a, as a teammate, you just let your guys down. You know what I mean? And and now, you know, uh, a non-deserving team moves on. I mean, really good team, but non-deserving. They lost, right? Um, but you can't just give Chaparral, who they play, a bye because and that's unfair to the other side of the bracket who, you know, if, if they don't have to play, they don't have to use their pitcher tonight. Yeah. Right? And then they use their guy tonight, and they don't have to, and now you get to roll him into the next game. Yeah. So it's unfair to the other side. So it's just a, it's a funky situation, man. It's a funky situation. But it's, it's um, yeah, what a, it's you know, a be a good teammate. Kids. Yeah, yeah. That's be a good tough. teammate. You got to follow rules, follow the rules. You know, you can't be above it. You can't act like you're 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 better than it, or or um, it doesn't pertain to you. You know, it's just so. like a a company that like uh, you know they the employees are busting their ass. They're working hard, and all of a sudden, the owners were embezzling money, yeah. or they they weren't paying taxes or doing whatever, and now they get all shut down because someone. Didn't follow the rules. Exactly. So the entire organization pays the price for one or... Families. You know, or families pay the price. Families pay the price. It's, yeah. it's sad. Yeah. But it's kind of like life, yeah. right? It's a, it is life. It's like a little tiny life lesson for those kids. As much as they don't realize it, that if you don't do things the right way, there's consequences. I said that same thing about the game last night. I said this is a big-time learning experience for that group. That group's going to walk away from that and be like, you know, I'm going to not make that mistake in my life. Oh, Career right. path, family, or whatever it be. Especially if these consequences affect others. Oh, yeah. Think about it. I mean, it really affects, you know, the whole community that rallies around that particular team. Like, for us back home, I... Smaller communities yeah, especially. I coach a... a, a a high school baseball team back home, and um, we're six. You know, it's a six A school. It's a bigger school, but it, it's in what a smaller community. You know, and it's a tight community. They come out and support us like crazy, and yeah, it's a bummer for those for all those people that rally around them. You know, well, all those good, hardworking people that think you know, like the coaches are doing things by the book, and mm-hmm. like. I could imagine the community be pretty angry about that. Like, what are you yeah. teaching our kids? Yeah. How how could the how could you fail in this simple aspect right here? Documenting pitches. Documenting pitches, like. You know. And we, I was talking with um, a partner of mine about how, you know, in my business we have systems and processes in place, and everybody has a role, and how. So. These partners came in and they're learning what their roles are, mm-hmm. right? And how to, you know, blend in. Right. Right. And it's tough for them because they look at themselves entrepreneurs, owners, and they, you know, as an owner, there's this ego that goes with it, where, which yeah. is like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And then as partners with us, we already have a system in place. Mm-hmm. We don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. We actually need you to do this. And it's it's a it's 
it's a check your ego out the door because it's not for everybody. Yeah. It's tough. It is. But if you can play in just like any team sport, if you can play your role and just do your role that you're asked of, the places you can go as a team are unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of the best teams aren't the ones that are filled with the best talent, so to speak. It's those role players. It's all the role players, you know. We've got a kid back home. Um, he's a sophomore. His name's Crew Fox. And I, there's not a day that goes by that I'm like, I would take 20 Crew Foxes. Yeah. And he's little. He's a tiny kid. He just can't seem to grow. Yeah. But he's dang good at baseball. He's a little baller. But he's just small. Yeah. But, man, he makes things happen every single day. And from 12 o'clock to 8 o'clock, from the time we get to the field for pregame stuff to the varsity game through JV games or whatever it might be, he's locked in, energetic, getting firing everybody up. And in the workplace, same thing applies. If you could have, I mean, you know, if you could take that approach, you know, in life, it's you're going to go a long way. You're going to yeah. go a long way. And, uh you know, that kid's impacted me this year. I look at him, I'm like, man, I want to be more like Crew Fox. Uh-huh. You know yeah. what I mean? I w- yeah. He's just, he's that guy. And, so, yeah. like, I talked, like, I was talking to, you know, yesterday on the phone call with my partner. It's like, you know, what we, what people get this long, wrong thought about a leadership. Like, mm-hmm. think of leaders as, like, these trailblazers that are, you know, yeah. everyone's following. And it's like, actually... Leaders are doing the roles that they're asking everyone else to do. Yeah. And they're just doing them to perfection. Yeah. And saying, hey, I'm not doing anything, like, special. I'm just doing yeah. this role that I'm telling everyone else to do. Yeah, leading, you, leading by example is yeah. leading by example is the, the best way, right? Yeah. And so a lot of people don't get that. You know, because wow. everyone wants to be the gunslinger. Yep. Yeah. Shoot from the hip. Yep. Run and gun. Yep. And to be honest, if you look at any big business, yeah, there's no gunslingers. Uh, it's it, the the yeah, it's the big the big ones definitely clean that up for sure. Yeah. You know, and I'm and I'm guilty. I'm you know I'm the number A grade gunslinger. <laughs> you know, but. I I am too. As you get older, you start to figure out how to blend that approach and that that mentality into, you know, into the other style. And that's when you really have magic moments is when you can have that mindset, have that kind of gunslinger, entrepreneurial mindset, but realize that, you know, realize the bigger picture uh, goals for the team and for the business in general isn't always about you. Yes. You know. Use the gunslinger not as a... A uh, strategy. Yeah. But just as, as needed. Yeah, like wake up in the morning and be a gunslinger and get things done. Yes. And hammer it out, accomplish, 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 and be a visionary and execute and get things done. But, yeah, do it in a manner that is, that's, that's you know, team-driven and, and big-picture success-driven. Yeah. Right? And it's hard to do. It's hard for me to do. You know, a lot of times I'm like, well, you know, I'll wake up in the morning and have the complete opposite approach. Like, what, what am I going to do today that's going to, uh, you know, with, with the better of the company in mind, for sure. It's not that you don't have the better of the company in mind that you're doing work for, that you own or run or whatever, but sometimes you wake up and you're, 
you you know, it's a little bit selfish. You're like, how am I going to crush it today that's going to benefit me? Yeah. You know, and using, you know, using the business as a platform to make yourself feel better. You know, and I, I, I'm definitely guilty of that. I've done that. I, you know, I've done that a million times. It's tough, man. Yeah. That's a tough deal because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's one of those things where I feel like if we didn't focus on how to make us feel better, if we focus on just the processes, yeah, it would naturally make us feel better. I think so too. And that's I'm, and it's taken me probably 10, 15, maybe even 20 yeah. years too long to learn that. But, um, you know, it's starting to make more sense to me now, especially as my life gets crazy with family and kids. And I think you have to morph that direction right you have to kind of go that direction and um focus on the processes otherwise you'll you'll go absolutely crazy if you don't if you know if it's if you wake up in the morning and it's about you yeah and how you're you know that i think you'll you'll go crazy you'll explode oh for sure you know what i mean and i definitely go down that path i go down that path a lot yeah and i explode (laughs) you know and uh but it's fewer and far between as I get older and wiser, you know. So what's uh, what do you got in the horizon here? Got anything fun, any funny projects coming up? Yeah, um, from work standpoint, I just um, I just uh, I just got a really cool opportunity back home in Utah. There's a company out of Utah called Cardiff, and Cardiff makes just beautiful backcountry snowboards and free ride snowboards and resort boards just beautiful beautiful product everything is design driven and just pro, you know product with a purpose and purpose built and all of those things and um it was founded by a guy named Sam Bowden and he's just he's a phenomenal architect and he's taken his architecture his architecture background into snowboarding he's a, an amazing snowboarder too um they approached me maybe six or seven months ago with a crazy idea that they want to introduce skis to 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 the world, and um, they want to introduce skiing. Uh-huh. And so they approached me and said, "How do you are you interested in uh, you know joining the Cardiff Collective here and developing a collection of skis that are in line with our snowboards?" So I'm not. I just. So you're going to yeah. be a consultant. Yeah, right now. Yep, yep. Because I mean, you did manufacture skis for a little while. I know how to do it. You've done mm. it. Yeah, I know how to do it. So they did. They know that background, or did they know yeah. you as a yeah. brand builder? Yeah, they. Yeah, definitely knew the background. And uh, you know, when we had our ski company years back, it was definitely everything we did was um, and not you know, I don't, you know, pat myself on the back, but we were very progressive and and with our shapes and our performance and and aesthetic of the skis and all those yeah. things, it was really forward thinking for the time um so anyway yeah they're aware of that and uh so we're we're running gun we're going crazy it's been about two months we've been working on that project and moving quick and we're sampling and prototyping out all the product this summer and we'll do a small production run and introduce everything midwinter next year and it's just really cool so i'm doing that um with them and with that comes you know not just the product development side but just like we talked about earlier in the conversation just developing what what the message looks like to the to the world, you know, the yeah. whys and, and all of those things. So we're developing all that right now and creating 
creating the storyboard to roll that out. But yeah. it'll be really fun. It's a really cool group of people, too. Yeah. So that's called Cardiff. Cardiff. Uh, Cardiff Snowcraft is the company. Um, so what is, like, where's the manufacturing plant at? Um, it's overseas in Asia. So are there certain plants that do that, or do you have to find a specific plant for your needs? Or Yeah, you definitely do. There's a, there's a number of factories. There's a lot. You know, when we built skis, we built, we built some of our collection in Asia. We built some of our collection in Austria. And, and just purpose, you know, like the Austrian, the Austrian built ski and snowboards are, are like a little heavier. They're built for a certain type of performance and things like that. And Austrians yeah. are very, with their ski manufacturing, are very, very um, opinionated. Yeah. So if you want progressive shapes, they're really like, oh, you know, that is not skiing. This is, you know, they have, they have a mindset that's very European with... So you got to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And there's some, some great... Um, there's a, you know, a handful of really great ski and snowboard factories that are in Asia that are, you know, really, really top-notch factories that build great products that were there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So be fun. That's, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be good. should be good. I think it's going to be um, the product that we, you know, everything's on paper. We've got all the engineering done and sampling things out this summer. Hopefully have prototypes in our hands and, and uh, like, first part of June and go up to you know the Cascades up to Mount Hood and ski a bunch and test everything out all summer and yeah. make sure it's dialed in and maybe a South America trip and um, to ski and what, make sure we're dialed in. Where would you in South America? Um, probably Argentina, Chile. Chile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Portillo or I mean, yeah I mean anywhere down there you know it just depends we'll just kind of wait for the product to come in and try to maybe do a last minute trip to ski some soft snow too because everything in the summertime and in you know Oregon's like summer snow and yeah. so yeah, but probably run down to Argentina or Chile and spend a week down there product testing and creating all the videos that we need and things like that. And That's cool. Yeah, you already have so. some ambassadors. Um, I'm building that out right now, trying to find the right ones because obviously we want to go. We want we want them to be the right the right fit yeah. for the for the brand. So um, working on a couple of those guys right now. What Anything kind else? of what kind of price point will you guys be at? A higher end. Higher right. end, so probably 800 to 1200 yeah. in that wheelhouse. So, That's yeah, cool. Yeah, they're, it's, which is a fun space to play in because for years and years, you know, our ski brand was like right in the middle, right in the middle. And we did a lot of freestyle stuff that was youth-driven, so the price points had to be down. Yeah. You know, so with that comes broken skis and warranty issues and things like that. So we... This will be fun to play in that space. High-end space, so that way yeah, you're not dealing with sub-quality. Yeah, that, and people aren't going to be like, oh, you know, if you're going to spend a 1000 bucks on a pair of skis, chances are you've you know, gonna, you like, got a job and you, you, you can afford it. You you're know? not going to be breaking them every weekend. Yeah, it's going to be the, a pretty good demographic that we want we want to run with. So. Yeah, I like, you know, when people buy a trailer – you know, and it's, like, one of 12 trailers they own. So, like, you know, they use it once. No, I'm yep. just kidding. I'm just yeah, that's kidding. perfect. I was like, hey, you get people with 12 trailers. No. They, they're renting no. out the other 11. <laughs> renting no. out the ele- other 11 paying for their mortgage. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. It's sure really, it's really good game plan. Sure people do that. They, that and they, have you seen the new boat one? Oh, the mullet? No, boats. Like, uh, you know, you oh. have, like, a... A VRBO for boats now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? They, yeah. yeah, they like. They're like 
They're expensive, I bet. Fifteen hundred a day. Oh yeah. For a ski boat. Oh yeah. Wow. I mean, you do the math on that. If you if you put that out two weeks a month, your boat's paid for pretty quick. One well, week dude. a month. One week a month. A new Malibu is like quarter mil now. I know. It's the, the, the ski boats are crazy. It's crazy. Ski, ski boats are crazy. I don't know how so they're quarter million. No. <laughs> I have a, I I love Malibus. I love Malibus. That's what like I grew up wakeboarding on. Yeah. Wake um, setter. Yeah. The twenty three foot wake setter. Yeah. That, that was, that my was favorite. Boat sweet. My brother in law had that same boat. We had a lot of fun. That's when surfing just kind of came. Yeah. Now out. I'm, all, I'm all on surfing now. Yeah. So I'm out on wakeboarding because. I'm sick of concussions. And it yeah. hurt. You, every time you crash on a wakeboard, you it's whiplash every oh, time. Dude. I love surfing. Surfing's the best. Surfing, like, so now it's like you can go enjoy yourself because we're all old. We're you brittle. just tip over. I broke, like, I broke <laughs> ankles and knees. Like, I'm done breaking stuff. Yeah. That's why I like wake surfing, too. I don't get out. My, we don't have a boat, but I've got friends that do. And we get out, and wake surfing's the ticket for Oh, dude! For, for you go eight miles an hour. Yeah, and if you and fall, you, you just kind of tip over and fall into the whitewash and laugh. It's not a big deal. Yeah, you laugh and you you know do it again. Do it again. Just hopefully the person driving the boat doesn't run you over. Yeah, you know, you're good. That's, that's true. But Mike, I appreciate you coming on short notice. Yeah. Yeah, um, Mikey. Mike. Just like hanging out. Yeah. Happy to be here, man. Well, we'll Happy be excited to, be to have you on again. Happy to be here. For sure. We yeah. don't know how this Cardiff thing goes. Yeah, oh, so next week I'll be hiking the Grand Canyon. Hey. That's nice. next week already. Yeah, 25 miles. Um, Is it next week? The 21st? Like we might weekend? be. Yeah, so I'm going. I leave Tuesday. I come back Thursday. So I'm. we might be podcasting from a hospital bed. What I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Don't die on us. Like, I, I won't die. I just might not be able to walk. 25 miles, how many days? You're are going you rim to rim, right? Yeah. Rim to rim? rim? Rim to rim, yeah, one day. Rim to rim or rim to rim to rim? No, just one rim. Just yeah. one rim to rim, not the double. I'm not doing the 50 miler, just 125. Yeah, that's rim to rim to yeah. rim. Yeah, 50 yeah. miles. I got People a buddy that, that sits and runs. He, he, rim back to rim. Yeah, rim to rim. Yeah, he, he, back to rim. He does that. They run it. That's stupid. He goes, they go I, and run just it. Just make him feel like I'm barely going to be able to walk it, so like. Let's not. He'll go run it. You'll be just fine. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be fine. Just one foot. Be hot, though. Other. Be hot, won't it? It should be all right. Yeah. Next week's supposed to get a little better again. Well, because up in the Jacobs Lake right now, it's like 7,000 feet, so it's still like 30, 40 degrees in the morning. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. So, should be all right. It'll be 105 here on Saturday. It will be hot during the day. You'll be fine. But I heard at the bottom of the canyon, it's the same temperature as it is here. Really? So whatever is here, that's the bottom of the canyon. Really? That's what I've been told. So whatever it is, if it's like 105 here, it'll be 105 at the bottom of the canyon. Mm. But, wow. you know, you hike down, you start at 7,000, you hike to, you know, what is it, zero, right? And then back up 6,000. Mm. So because here we're at uh, 1,900, four, yeah, right? 1,700. I think it's below sea level. Is that sea level or something like that? Where? Up there? The Grand the, Canyon. The bottom of the Grand Canyon. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, yeah, it's like sea I level. I honestly have no idea. It's low. Maybe I, I might see. I mean, I'll, I'm excited. Maybe I know they have some good deer over there. You never know what oh, you yeah. see. Mm. They won't have horns, though. No, it's just barely growing. Yeah. So, well, appreciate yeah. it, Mike. Yeah. I'm, 
just like hanging out. That was fun. Yeah, we'll do it again. Sorry, I dipped out for a couple minutes. Had to go change the irrigation. Hey man, we just we're just multitasking here, mm. getting it all done. That's what you guys irrigation. do? That's what you guys do? All right, man. Well, we'll talk to you yeah. next week. All right, fellas. Thank you. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.